Welcome to another edition of Sean's Sports Show. This is episode number 10. Uh, all the other episodes, all the previous episodes are currently available on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and Podomatic. We're working to get the show back onto SoundCloud as I exceeded my limit for the current plan that I had in my deal with SoundCloud. Um, so, um, and we are also working to get the show on Spotify, YouTube, and we did get it on Google Play Music, but I haven't got a confirmation from Google that my podcast is in their directory, but I haven't seen it there yet. So technically it is in Google Play, but I haven't seen it. So uh, maybe you guys can check it out. Let me know. Um, so anyway, without further ado, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. We are going to be talk about, talking about college basketball. So Purdue center Isaac Haas fractured his elbow and he's out for the rest of the NCAA tournament. They advanced to the second round of the tournament with a pretty dominant win over Cal State Fullerton, but you know obviously they paid a price in my opinion with his injury. Uh, so he, had, he he suffered a fractured right elbow in the game. Uh, he's he's considered one of the best centers in in the whole in the country, averaging fourteen point nine points, five point six rebounds, and one point four blocks a game. He also ranked he was ranked second on the team in scoring and rebounds. So this is obviously a huge blow for Purdue. And their uh, program. Uh, so, th- then they're gonna play Butler in the Sweet Six. Butler uh, with a chance to advance to the Sweet Sixteen. So, uh, I still got Purdue beating Butler, but um, this is an absolutely huge blow. I mean, I, I, obviously, as I just said, he's one of the best centers in the nation. So, uh, you know, it's tough. Michael Crabtree reportedly agrees. This is, by the way, this is we're switching gears to the NFL. So uh, Michael Crabtree reportedly agrees to a three-year, $21 million contract with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, he spent the past, Crabtree spent the past three seasons with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, and he, him and, he was Derek Carr's like primary, primary go-to guy. If Derek Carr needed to get a pass, he went to Crabtree. So between, in his, in his time with the Raiders, uh, he had 232 receptions for 2,543 yards and 25 t- touchdowns. Doug Baldwin, Eldo Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins were the only other players who had uh, 2,500 yards and 25 touchdowns during that stretch. So Michael Crabtree is an elite company when it comes to that. Despite his good productions, Oakland caught him and they cleared $7.7 million in cap space to sign Jordy Nelson, who, as I, as I said earlier, was released by the Packers in order for them to sign Jimmy Graham. So it's it's getting a little interesting here. Now switching gears to the Major League Baseball, MLB. Uh, Jose Altuve and the Houston Astros agree to a five-year, $151 million extension. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense for Houston, in my opinion, considering how important Jose Altuve has been to their success as of late. Obviously, beating the Dodgers, my team, in seven games to win the uh, 2017 World Series. He's only 27 years old, and he's already uh, earned honors as American League MVP. He's earned four Silver Slugger awards, three American League batting titles, and five All-Star appearances at only 27 years of age. Uh, he won M- the MVP last year, and he had a batting average of three forty six, with 24 home runs, 81 runs batted in, and 32 steals. And he hit three ten with 7 home runs in 18 postseason games. So he, he produced under pressure. 
And according to Odd Shark, the, the Houston Astros have the best odds to win the World Series this year at 5-1. to one. Uh, so Houston's gonna want to be Houston's gonna be able to compete for the World Series in the coming years. And that's just my per, my own personal opinion. Agree with it, disagree with it. That's what you're gonna get if you listen to Sean's Sports Show. Uh, Kyle Fuller reportedly remains with the Chicago Bears after the after the Bears matched the Green Bay Packers offer sheet. It was the offer sheet. The Bears matched the Packers four-year, fifty-six million dollar offer sheet. Um, he will reportedly earn $18 million guaranteed after the Bears initially signed him to the tra- transition tag worth a shade under $13 million. He missed the entire 2016 season with a knee injury, but he returned the season in 2017, and he had a great season. In 16 starts, he had a career high in 68 tackles and 22 passes defended and two interceptions. Even though the Bears struggled you know, as a team in 2017, their defense was good. It, it was their, the 10th-ranked defense in the league and 9th in points allowed and 7th against the pass. Um, so this is, you know, a good move for Chicago to keep him considering how good their defense was. Now staying, talk, keep going, we're going to keep going with the NFL. Uh, Tyron Matthew uh, agrees to a one-year contract with the Houston Texans. It's for $7 million. The Arizona Cardinals released him on March 14th after he, after Matthew declined to accept a pay cut for the upcoming season. Um, Quote, I think there are different ways you can go about restructuring your contract, he said in an interview with NFL Network. Some guys like their money up front. Some guys put it on the back end. The tough part is when someone asks you to take a pay cut. I don't think I don't think that makes sense for a lot of players. And the Cardinals may have been better off keeping Matthew. Uh, but, you know, this release highlights, you know, the fact how how, how much his stock has dropped since, since being an all-pro all in 2015. Um and you know that season when he was an All Pro, it, it it ended when he tore his ACL, and since then he hasn't been the same player. So that's pretty unfortunate for him. Uh, you know, so it's it's a good move for Houston, you know, to kind of get back to where they used to be in the, on the defensive end of the ball. But it's a good move for Arizona at the same time, you know, saving some money. Now switching gears to the NBA, Kevin Durant is out at least two weeks after um, a rib injury is diagnosed as a fracture. He was ruled out against Friday's game against the Sacramento Kings with the sore ribs, but apparently it isn't only a day-to-day injury. Uh, according to Connor Letourneau of the San Francisco Chronicle, KD will miss at least two weeks due to an incomplete rib cartilage fracture. So this is a big blow to Golden State, even though they're, firm, they're firmly in position to make the playoffs. But, you know, you always want your guys to kind of pl- play a little bit before the start of the playoffs to kind of be in the zone and, you know, be ready for the big uh, moments. So. He's having a great season, averaging 26.6 points, 6.8 rebounds, 5.4 assists, and 1.9 blocks a game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Warriors have already clinched their fourth straight Pacific Division title, and they're pretty much locked in to be the two seed at 52-16. and 16. However, they might not catch the Houston Rockets for the one seed, but home court advantage isn't that big of a deal for the defending champions, in my opinion. Uh, now, switching gears here to Premier League Soccer. Or not Premier League soccer, but you know soccer in England. Manchester United is in the semifinals of the 2017-18 FA Cup by beating Brighton and Hove Albion 2-0 in the quarterfinal match at Old Trafford on Saturday. Romelu Lukaku um, scored uh, scored the first goal, and Nemanja Matić turned uh, 
turned his uh, gears on when he scored the second. So um, this was a huge win for United, considering how disappointing they how disappointing they played in the round of sixteen match against Sevilla, in at home in Manchester, losing that one by a score of two two to one when they could have won it three two and advanced to face uh, I believe Barcelona. But um, so this is a big win. It gives Man Man U some confidence. Um, and you know if they go all the way and end up winning the FA Cup like they have in the last couple years, it'll kind of you know make up a little bit for the for the early Champions League exit. Um, switching gears to March Madness for those of you that don't know, that is college basketball. UMBC shocks Virginia in the first one versus sixteen seed one versus sixteen seed upset in NCAA tournament history. It took 34 years and 136 attempts, but a number 16 seed finally beat a number one seed in the Division I championship. The UMBC Retrievers pulled off arguably the greatest upset in college sports history on Friday night, knocking off the Virginia Cavaliers 74-54, while ending a streak that seemed as unbreakable as Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak in 1941, where the Boston Celtics eight straight titles from 1959 to 1966. That's just my own opinion. Um, don't ask me how I know, but those are some of the crazy streaks that I know off the top of my head. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this is something that Mike Sando of ESPN.com tweeted. Less than two months ago, UMBC lost 83-39 to to Albany. And less than a month ago, they lost to Stony Brook. Now they blew out Virginia in the NCAA tournament, which is just unbelievable. Uh, so, congrats to UMBC. I hope they can get can go all the way. You know, um, yeah. Unfortunate for Virginia and their fans, though. the The head coach of Virginia gave full credit to UMBC, who, uh, who, as I said earlier, you know, became number sixteen, the first number sixteen seed to be the number one seed. Bennett didn't make excuses for his Cavaliers' bad performance at the defensive end during his post game interview on CBS instead praising the America East Conference champions. Quote, we got our butts whipped, he said. That was not even close, and that's a first credit to the job Ryan did. Coach Odom, their offense was very hard to guard. They shot it well. We kept getting broken down and did a poor job. Um, but it wasn't, you know, a typical March Madness kind of shocker. It's not like the Retrievers um, just got a lucky last-second shot to pull up a huge upset. They were simply the better team throughout the game. They out they out rebounded Virginia thirty three to twenty two. They assisted on sixteen of twenty six made baskets and they made twelve three pointers. Um, they also they also held Virginia, which went thirty one and two, uh, to to a four of twenty two shooting from three point range. Bennett said on CBS uh, that he explained to his players they must quote enjoy the good times and you got to be able to take the bad times. He added the Cavs still had a historic season based on their success in the ACC, despite the shocking abrupt end to the season. When you step into the arena and you're in the arena, the consequences can be historic losses, tough losses, great wins, and you have to deal with that, he said. That's the job. Uh, so, and the um, UMBC plays Kansas State in the second round on Sunday, so I'm going to be pulling for them, definitely. Uh, now, staying in, in the world of college basketball, UNC... The North Carolina Tar Heels men's basketball team is working with law enforcement after having uh, victims of a break, after being the victims of a break-in earlier in the month. 
According to Joe Johnson of the Herald Sun, someone broke into the Dean E. Smith Center on March 9th while North Carolina was in Brooklyn, New York for the ACC tournament. Uh, among the stolen items were a PS4, an Xbox One, and MacBook Pro, uh, $2,900 worth of UNC athletics clothing, and financial document worth $3,058 belonging to guard Cameron Johnson. Uh, the incident report suggested that the team's locker room and basketball office were targeted, there, there, but there was no reported uh, sign of forced entry. North Carolina played four games in Brooklyn from Wednesday the 7th to Saturday the 10th. The break-in occurred on the morning of Friday the 9th, the day of the third match with arch-rival Duke. North Carolina beat Duke 74-69 to advance to the conference championship game. Uh, the police will continue to search for the person of interest as they look to recover the stolen items. So this is very unfortunate for the North Carolina Tar Heels men's basketball team and just, in my opinion, an unnecessary distraction to what should be and I think will be a successful season for the Tar Heels. Uh, now switching gears to the NFL, back to the NFL, the New York Jets trade multiple draft picks to acquire the number three overall pick from the Indianapolis Colts. So New York will send... Indianapolis picks number 6, 37, and 49 in 2018, and its second-round pick in 2019. Uh, in my opinion, the Jets' bold move suggests that they're interested in selecting a franchise QB with the three, number 3 overall pick. Uh, I think it's, me personally, I think that uh, it's between Sam Darnold from USC, Josh Rosen from UCLA, Baker, May Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma, and Josh Allen from Wyoming. Although New York re-signed veteran QB Josh McCown and brought in former Minnesota Vikings QB Teddy Bridgewater as well, the Jets now have a chance to solidify their future under QB if they truly love uh, some of the players in the 2018 class. Uh, this move may also force the Cleveland Browns into taking a QB with the number overall pick. There was, since there was some thought that Cleveland would be interested in taking the running, the running back Saquon Barkley out of Penn State before taking a quarterback with its second pick at number four, but, the New, but New York's trade suggests the Browns will no, no, no longer have their pick of the quarterback of their choosing at number four. Uh, so in exchange for moving down just three spots in the first round, the Colts picked up two second-round picks this year and one second-round pick next year, which could go a long way. You never know. The Colts obviously already have their quarterback in Andrew Luck. Um, in my opinion, at number six, the Colts are going to be looking at NC State pass rusher Bradley Chubb, Alabama defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick, and Notre Dame guard Quinton Nelson as a few selections that they could possibly go with. Uh, but just my own personal opinion, I think this is an absolutely great move for Indianapolis, and I think the Jets most likely got robbed uh, in this trade unless... They end up taking, making the right choice at QB at number three and, you know, becoming contenders in a couple years. I mean, other than that, it's definitely a robbery since, I mean, as I just said, the Jets traded traded away the, their number six pick, two second-round picks this year and a second-round pick next year to move up only three spots. It's not like the Jets were, like, you know, 20th or 25th and they moved all the way up to number 23. They were sixth. Who knows? They could have probably still got the right QB at number six. So, in my opinion, this is a pretty incompetent move on the part of the New York Jets, but, um, you know, who knows? It might work out for them. I kind of hope it does because they've been mediocre for too long, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, this is switching gears to women's college basketball. I don't talk about women's college basketball too much because other than, I mean, I don't really talk about men's college basketball until March either, but, you know, the Connecticut women's basketball team continued its dominance Saturday with a record-setting 140-52 to 52 victory over St. Francis in the opening round of the tournament. Uh, 
ESPN stats and info uh, provided a look into the all the all the stats. Uh, the the Connecticut the UConn Huskies put up fifty five points in the ten minute first quarter. More than Saint, more than Saint Francis ended up scoring in the entire game. Connecticut shot sixty four point eight percent from the field, recorded thirty eight assists on fifty nine field goals, won the re- rebounding battle sixty nine to thirty, and held um, Saint Francis to twenty two point two percent from the floor. So this is just complete and utter domination. And I I don't think that there's absolutely anybody that can stop UConn on their way to another national championship in women's college basketball. Uh, now switching gears back to the NFL, Vinny Curry reportedly agrees to a contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after his release from the Eagles. The contract is reportedly worth up to $27 million with $11.5 million guaranteed in case of injury. The 29-year-old spent the first six years of his career with the Philadelphia Eagles, starting all 19 games during their run during the Super Bowl winning season last year. Um... So yeah, his contract wasn't was an issue for the Eagles as they kept adding talent. He was released before the five million guarantee in his nine million base salary for twenty eighteen kicked in. Um, the the Eagles reportedly tried to restructure his contract and trade him, but they were not able to do that. So, you know, it's a good move for Tampa Bay and a good move for Philadelphia at the same time, in my opinion. Now switching gears to men's college basketball. Uh, Marvin Bagley III scored 22 points and 9 rebounds as the number 2 seed Duke Blue Devils cruised to an 87-62 win over the number 7 Rhode Island Rams in the second round of the tournament on Saturday in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think the key to the Blue Devils' strong performance um, was how they played in the first half. They jumped out to a 45-28 lead at the half. Because of hot shooting, they shot fifty three point six percent overall and forty six point two from three point from three point range. Um, they also held the University of Rhode Island to only thirty six point seven percent from the floor in the first half. Rhode Island started the game with a seven to, with a nice seven to two run, but Duke ended up scoring thirty one of the next forty points, so that's pretty pretty great for Duke. With the victory, coach Mike Krzyzewski became the winningest coach in D1 history, breaking former Tennessee women's coach Pat Summit's record. Uh, and this was the, so. This was win number one thousand and ninety nine for Coach K. Congrats to him. So the Blue Devils are now into the Sweet Sixteen and will face the winner of Sunday's second round game between Michigan State and Syracuse on Friday. I mean, excuse me, they're going to play the winner of Michigan State and Syracuse on Friday, March twenty third, in Omaha, Nebraska. Um. So, now switching gears back to the NFL. Sorry if I'm all over the place. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is reportedly going to stay with the Raiders. He'll receive his $1 million roster bonus on Sunday. He has a base salary of $4 million in 2018. The, the, new, the new coach of the Raiders, John Gruden, did not commit to Lynch returning to the team in 2018 back in February, although he did refer to the running back as a, quote, beast, and noted he was, quote, excited about the opportunity to work with him. Uh, speculation continued about the veterans' future with the Raiders after they signed two-time pro bowler Doug Martin in free agency. Lynch ran for 891 yards and seven touchdowns with his hometown team in his first season out of retirement. He'll be 32 by the time the next season rolls around, but after sitting out the entire 2016 season and only playing seven games in 2015, he's fresher than most backs at, at this age. 
although his punishing running style certainly has resulted in wear and tear on his body, in my opinion. It's been an interesting start to the offseason for Oakland. The team has added John Gruden, Martin, and Jordy Nelson, among others so far, uh, with Beast Mode apparently staying in the fold and quarterback Derek Carr looking to bounce back with a healthy campaign. The Raiders will be a team to keep an eye on next season, in my opinion, definitely. Um, now this is switching gears to baseball. MLB back to the MLB. Uh, Roy Holiday's son, Braden, pitches, pitched against the Blue Jays in the spring training game. The 17-year-old right-hander worked a 1-2-3 inning in the 8th against the Blue Jays, uh, walking off to a standing ovation at Florida Auto Exchange Stadium in Dundon, Florida. Uh, his dad, Roy, died at the age of 40 in November after his plane crashed off the coast of Florida. The 8-time All-Star went 148-76 with a 3.43 ERA in 12 seasons with Toronto, and he won two Cy Young Awards in a 16-year Major League career. The Blue Jays announced earlier this year they will retire Roy's number 32 on opening day. So that's very nice. Um, so that's that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some tennis, some Indian Wells, the results. So um, yesterday, in the in the quarterfinal match, Juan Martín del Potro from Argentina, the number six seed in the tournament beat the number 31 seed out of Germany, Philip Kohlschreiber, by a score of 3-6, 6-3, And uh, the th- number 32 seed out of Canada, Milos Raonic, beat the number uh, 18 seed, American Sam Curry, by a score of 7-5, And in, in women's singles, un- unseeded future superstar Naomi Osaka out of Japan, Beat the number one seed in the tournament, a number one women's player in the world, Simona Halep out of Romania, 6-3-6-0. Absolute destruction. And then the other semifinal match, number 20 seed, Daria Kasatkina out of Russia. Beat the number eight seed, Venus Williams, sister of Serena Williams, out of America, by a score of 4-6-6-4-7-5. So great win for both uh, young ladies. Um, so in the finals tomorrow at 11 a.m., Naomi Osaka plays Daria Kasatkina at 11 a.m. So today, Juan Martín del Potro out of Argentina, the number six seed, dismantled the number 32 seed out of Canada, who Milos Raonic by a score of 6-2-6-3. And the number one seed in the tournament, the number one men's player in the world, Roger Federer, beat unseeded Young Gun Borna Choric by a score of 5-7. Uh, 6464. Federer was down and out, but he came back. He was down 5 7, 1 3, but he ended up winning the second set and he was down a double break um, in the third set and he ended up winning that set 6 4, so just absolutely unbelievable. So tomorrow at 1 p.m. is the final between the number one seed out of Switzerland, Roger Federer, and the number six seed out of Argentina, Juan Martin Del Potro. Uh, so now if we look at men's doubles, today was the final, or today was the finals. But I'm going to go back to yesterday. In one semifinal match, uh, Henry Zabalos and Pablo Cuevas lost to Mike Bryan and Bob Bryan, the seven seeds out of America, the most successful men's doubles team in history, by a score of 6 7 4 6. In the other semifinal match, fellow Americans John, John Isner and Jack Sock beat Austrian Oliver Marak and Croatian Martin Pavic, the number three seeds in the tournament, by a score, easily by a score of 6 3 6 2. And today in the finals, in, in an All-American final, 
John Isner and Jack Sock beat Mike Bryan and Bob Bryan, the seven seeds, by a score of 7-6, 7-6. The first set tiebreaker was, was by a score of 7-4, and the second set tiebreaker was by a score of 7-2. And now if we look at women's doubles, uh, the semifinals, all right, I mentioned the semifinals. The finals were today. Uh, the number one seeds, the number one seeds out of Russia, Elena Visnina and Ekaterina Makarova, lost uh, Sushay and Barbara Streetsova the six seeds by a score of four six four six. So that's that's that. So tomorrow are the last two matches of the BNP Paribas Open. The next big tennis tournament after this is the Miami Open, obviously in Miami, Florida, and I will be talking about. I will be covering that as well. Um, also, tonight at 6 p.m. 9 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern in Madison Square Garden in New York, on ESPN, is a boxing card on the undercard. Undefeated Ukrainian light heavyweight Alexander Gvozdik is fighting for the WBC interim light heavyweight championship. And on the main event, Jose Ramirez is fighting Amir Imam for the vacant WBC super lightweight championship of the, of the world. It was vacated by Terence Crawford after he unified at that weight and moved up to uh, super well, super welterweight, or excuse me, just welterweight. So, and the winner is going to have to fight Regi Progray, who knocked out former WBA and IBF super lightweight champion of the world Julius Ndongo inside of two rounds. So that should be a great, great fight. Uh, now I'm going to cover all of the LA sports, um, as I always do. So the LA Lakers, they they lost yesterday to the Miami Heat by one point. It's ninety-two to ninety-one. Uh, it was a great game, but uh, Lakers should have won that game. But on to the next one. So they, the Lakers next game, they play Monday, March nineteenth at four p.m. in Indiana. That's gonna be a tough one. Um, now talking now switch, switching gears to hockey, the LA Kings, uh, they. They played today. They lost to the first. They, I I mentioned the last game, but they lost today on St. Patrick's Day by a score of three zero against the New Jersey Devils. The next game is Monday, March nineteenth at five p.m. in Minnesota against the Minnesota Wild. So now I'm going to take a look at the NHL standings and update you guys who are Kings fans about how the Kings are doing at the moment in in relation to other teams in their division. So things are the same. Vegas is at first, San Jose second, and Kings third. Vegas is at first with 95 points, and then um, eight points behind them is San Jose with 87, and then three points behind San Jose are the Kings with 84, and then tied with the Kings are the Ducks with 84, and then four points behind the Ducks are the Calgary Flames with 80. In terms of the last 10 games, the Vegas Golden Knights are 4-5-1 in their last 10. The Sharks are 6-3-1. The Kings are 6-3-1. The Ducks are five four and one, and the Flames are four five and one. So, in their streaks, the the Knights have lost two straight. The Sharks have won three straight. The Kings have lost the game. The Ducks have won two straight games, and the Flames have lost the game. So, um, however, the King the Kings have have played one more game than the San Jose Sharks, and but they're still three points behind them. So, but at the moment, the Kings are still in the playoff spot. Tied for tied with eighty four points with Anaheim. Um, now transitioning to baseball, the LA Dodgers uh, lost today by a score of five to two against the Chicago White Sox in spring training. Their next game is tomorrow at, in Milwaukee against the Milwaukee Brewers at one o five p.m. Now transitioning to the other 
MLB team in Los Angeles, the Angels. They lost today by a score of 7-0. They, they fall to 9-15 in the AL West. They lost to the Seattle Mariners, and their next game is tomorrow at 1.05 p.m. in Texas against the Texas Rangers. Now, um, we're going to talk about the Clippers back to the NBA. They lost yesterday in OKC by a score of 121-113. Uh, so they're currently ninth in the Western Conference on the outside looking in in terms of the playoffs. Their next game is tomorrow against the Red Hot Streaking Portland Trailblazers, 7.30 p.m. at Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles. Trailblazers, I believe, have won 12 straight games. They're third in the Western Conference. The game is going to be obviously on the local Clippers Channel Prime ticket and NBA TV nationally. Um, now, I don't think there's anything new with the LA Rams. Uh, nothing at the moment, just rumors and speculation. Uh, same goes with the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers signed the form, former Eagles kicker Caleb Strugis. So that's news from the Chargers. Now the LA Galaxy, I don't believe there's any news with them. I'll update you on their schedule. Yeah, no news No news with, uh, with the Galaxy other than the fact that their next game is March 24th in L.A. against the Vancouver Whitecaps at 7 p.m. And the game after that is against rivals LAFC. For the first ever game between the two teams, March 31st at 12 p.m., LAFC will be the home team. And uh, news in relation to that is Giovanni Dos Santos is going to miss the L.A. Derby, is what they're calling it, um, and and friendlies, with, uh, friendlies under the Mexican national team due to injury. So that's very unfortunate. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that's it for, uh, this edition of Sean Sports Show. Thank you guys for listening so much. Again, as I said, this episode will be available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music as soon as I finish recording it, as well as Pocket Cast and Podomatic. Again, I'm working to get it on, back on the SoundCloud and onto YouTube and Spotify as soon as possible. I'll keep you guys updated on my social media pages. And, um, message me if you're interested in appearing on the show once or twice or as many times as you want to so once again guys thank you for listening that's it for this episode next episode tomorrow we are